0: Later. Think about Star Wars. Who's your favorite character on Star Wars? I don't know. Well, who think of one? Is it Darth Vader? Luke Skywalker? Princess Leia? Han Solo? Jabba. What is Han Solo? Oh, he's friends with Luke and he's got the Millennium Falcon. He's friends with Chewbacca, the big hairy dude. And he, he flies. He flies the big plane. Han Solo. Okay, who do you like?
1: It's Han.
0: Beep boop. Beep boop. Which robot do you like in Star Wars?
1: Uh, I do. Beep boop.
0: Yeah. Beep boop. Beep boop. Huh? doctor obsolete absolutely
2: Building a Frankenstein Atari 2600 Junior can involve various modifications or enhancements. Here's a simplified guide. Disassembly, take apart the Atari 2600 Junior console carefully. Separate the mainboard, controllers, and other components. Modding the mainboard, identify areas for improvement, such as video output or audio quality. Explore modding options like adding composite video output for better picture quality. Consider audio mods for improved sound. Controller mods, if desired, modify or enhance controllers for better feel or performance. Explore joystick or button replacement options. Power supply, consider using a modern, reliable power supply if the original is not functioning well. Enhancements, explore adding features like LED mods. Custom paint, or other aesthetic improvements. Testing Test each modification or enhancement as you go to ensure functionality. Be cautious to avoid damaging components during the process. Documentation Document your modifications, wiring changes, and any adjustments made for future reference. Community resources Seek advice and guidance from online forums or communities dedicated to retro gaming and console modding. Remember, to research each specific mod thoroughly and ensure compatibility with the Atari 2600 Junior model. Good luck with your Frankenstein Atari 2600 Junior project.
3: Integrating Commodore emulation into your modified Atari 2600J with a Raspberry Pi can be a fascinating project. To achieve this, 1. Research emulation software. Identify a Commodore 64 emulator compatible with the Raspberry Pi. Vice is a popular choice to, configure software, install and configure the emulation software on your Raspberry Pi to run Commodore 64 Games 3, controller. Compatibility, ensure your controllers are compatible with both Atari and Commodore systems or modify them accordingly for, storage for ROMs, make sure you have sufficient storage space on your Raspberry Pi for Commodore 64 ROMs 5. User Interface Integration, if possible, create a seamless user interface to switch between Atari 2600 and Commodore 64 emulation modes. Remember to check community forums and guides for specific steps and potential challenges. This project can add a diverse gaming experience to your modified console. Adding HDMI or a CA output to your modified Atari 2600J with a Raspberry Pi involves specific hardware modifications. Here's a general guide for HDMI output 1. Get HDMI adapter, purchase a Raspberry Pi HDMI adapter or use a Raspberry Pi. Model with built in HDMI 2. Connect HDMI, connect the HDMI adapter to the Raspberry Pi and ensure it's securely attached 3. Configure settings. Adjust Raspberry Pi settings to enable HDMI output. This might involve modifying the config.txt file for a CA output. 1. Get a CA adapter, Purchase a Raspberry Pi CA, Composite, Video Adapter 2, Connect a CA, Connect the CA adapter to the Raspberry Pi and ensure it's properly connected. 3. Configure Settings, Adjust Raspberry Pi settings to enable RCA output. This may involve changes in the config.txt file as well. Remember to choose an approach based on your display options and preferences. Ensure compatibility and consider the resolution settings for the best gaming experience.
4: Implementing an FPGA field programmable gate array in your Atari 2600 Junior modification is an advanced project but can offer significant customization. Here's a simplified guide. 1. Asterisk, asterisk, select FPGA board asterisk, asterisk, choose an FPGA board suitable for your project. Popular options include the 10 nano or similar. 2. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk learn the programming, asterisk, asterisk, familiarize yourself with FPGA programming languages like Verilog or VHDL. 3 asterisk asterisk understand atari hardware asterisk asterisk study the atari 2600 junior s hardware architecture to determine how the FPGA can interface with it four asterisk asterisk write the code asterisk asterisk write code to emulate or enhance specific aspects of the atari's functionality using the FPGA. five asterisk asterisk interface with a raspberry pi asterisk asterisk if using a raspberry pi in conjunction with the FPGA, establish a communication protocol between the two six asterisk asterisk connectivity and power asterisk asterisk ensure proper connectivity and power supply for both the FPGA and the atari components seven Asterisk, asterisk asterisk testing and debugging asterisk asterisk Rigorously test your FPEG implementation and debug any issues that arise. 8. Asterisk asterisk integration with other mods Asterisk asterisk integrate the FPC with other modifications, such as HDMI output, or additional RAM if applicable. This project requires expertise in the programming, and a deep understanding of both the Atari's hardware and the FPEG board you choose. Consider seeking guidance from the Communities and Forums as you undertake this complex modification.
2: Building a Frankenstein Atari 2600 Junior can involve various modifications or enhancements. Here's a simplified guide. Modifying an Atari 2600 Junior with a new processor can be a complex task, as it involves hardware and software considerations. You'll need to ensure compatibility and may face challenges adapting modern components to fit the vintage system. Consider researching existing mods or communities dedicated to Atari modifications for guidance on feasibility and potential issues. Integrating a Raspberry Pi into an Atari 2600 Junior is a popular mod. It allows for emulation and expanded capabilities. You'll need to carefully plan the connections, power supply, And controller inputs. Online forums and guides can provide step by step instructions, ensuring a successful integration. 2. Add ROMs to your modified Atari 2600 Junior with a Raspberry Pi. You'll typically need to install an emulator software on the Raspberry Pi, configure it, and transfer the ROMs to the appropriate directory. Follow guides or tutorials for your specific setup to ensure a smooth process. Make sure you're aware of the legalities surrounding ROM usage for the games you want to play. Certainly. Here are a few more ideas for enhancing your modified Atari 2600 Junior. 1. Custom Case Design. Create a unique case or housing for your system to give it a personalized touch. 2. Lead Mods. Add LED lighting effects for a visually appealing and modern look. 3. Wireless Controllers. Modify or integrate wireless controllers for a more convenient gaming experience. 4. Multi-ROM Selector Implement a system that allows you to switch between multiple ROMs without physically changing cartridges. 5. Online Connectivity Explore ways to add online capabilities for multiplayer gaming or downloading new ROMs. 6. Audio Enhancements Upgrade the audio components for improved sound quality or even stereo output. Remember to document your modifications and share your project with the modding. Community for feedback and inspiration.
5: Adding or modifying RAM in a vintage console like the Atari 2600JR can be quite challenging due to hardware constraints and compatibility issues. The original Atari 2600 doesn't have a traditional RAM module that you can easily replace or upgrade. However, if you're working with a Raspberry Pi as part of your modification, you can enhance its performance by tweaking its memory allocation. This involves adjusting settings in the Raspberry Pi's config.txt file. Keep in mind that this won't directly impact the original Atari hardware but can optimize the performance of the emulation. Certainly. Here are a few unconventional mods you might consider for your Atari 2600JR project. 1. Motion Sensing Controls Explore adding motion sensors for unique gaming interactions 2. Voice. Commands Integrate voice recognition for controlling games or navigating menus 3. Internal Storage Install additional internal storage for storing more ROMs or save states for LCD screen integration, embed a small LCD screen for supplementary information or a secondary display. 5. LED artwork, use programmable LEDs to create dynamic and customizable visual effects on the console. 6. Alternate power source, experiment with alternative power sources, such as rechargeable batteries, for a portable gaming experience. Remember, Unconventional mods often require creative problem-solving and a good understanding of electronics. Always ensure safety and feasibility before attempting any modifications. Integrating a floppy disk drive into your modified Atari
3: 2600J with a Raspberry Pi would be an ambitious project. Here's a general guide. 1. Select hardware, choose a USB floppy disk drive compatible with the Raspberry Pi 2, connectivity, Ensure the chosen floppy disk drive can be connected to the Raspberry Pi through USB. You might need a USB hub for additional ports 3, driver. Installation, check if the Raspberry Pi recognizes the floppy disk drive. Depending on the model, you may need to install specific drivers for, emulation software, find or develop emulation software that can interface with the USB floppy disk drive and emulate the behavior of a classic System 5 power considerations, ensure the power supply can handle the additional load of the floppy disk drive and other modifications. 6. Case modification, you might need to modify the Atari 2600J case to accommodate the floppy disk drive, ensuring proper alignment and aesthetics. This project will likely involve both hardware and software customization. Be prepared to troubleshoot and iterate based on your specific hardware choices and goals.
0: Doctor Obsoleto. Yeah, keep going down twenty
6: six hundred. My name. It's pronounced Frankenstein.
0: Build a Frankenstein Atari 2600 Junior. It's like a. So let's take a look with with Dr. Claw there. Oh. The last one on the page right there. This. Yeah. Some modifications. Oh, okay. Nickname the
1: 2600
0: Junior. That's the Junior.
1: Cost-reduced version.
0: Yeah. Frankenstein. So that's basically been gutted. Oh. But I love the case. So when I saw it I right away knew. Oh. I can modify that for oh. the pie. Oh it's got a lot of space in there. Listening to Man Behind the Machine.
1: Yeah, considering the pie thing is yeah.
0: what do you think? Pretty cool, huh?
1: Before. Yeah, turn it into a pie thing. So this is what you're making for your buddy?
0: Either for him or for me. Oh, oh that's for but you.
1: Oh, well. Well, I'm no, I'm off.
0: gonna make one for him, but I already have a pie for. Me. I have Pi zero for me. I have, I have several of them.
1: Well, once you've done up one card, you can just put, you back the card up to a computer and reflash it like I do. Because okay. all the things, the images that they Good. give you, all they are is just ones that I've set up and then took the card out and imaged the card. Oh okay. here I mean, I do know how to set it up think, <laughs> so that it doesn't have the controller thing in it yeah. the initial setup. like I go into it and I set it I get it all set up without setting up the controller. That's not how you should do it the first time you do it, but it, but later on, if you get better at it, you can bypass and do it all in terminal okay. and then it runs through the initial startup sequence for whoever plugs it in the first time okay so whatever controller they have is going to get set up right and all that
0: stuff yeah i i have to i don't know how long the reason why i don't know if i'm going to give this to them is i don't know how long it's going to take to modify
1: so um I mean know. don't give them that thing then. Yeah. give them just make yeah one i'm up just making
0: a card yeah the frankenstein jr yeah because i got to figure out how to like uh, think in this maybe like use some oh yeah adhesive tape maybe Aww. or use um whatchamacallit call um, it inside there yeah or use velcro to pin it down let's see if this works because i don't want it to move
1: right i would probably hot glue it
0: hot glue you could yeah i
1: mean they're only like 10 bucks it's not like it's Good. the end of the world if you you know yeah and hot glue can just be heated up with a hairdryer and removed, so if okay. you needed to take it out of there, you know, you need to replace the pie with a different one, you could.
0: Yeah. But the hot glue couldn't have any contact with the motherboard. It would have to...
1: Why not? It's just glue. Yeah? It's not. doesn't conduct electricity. Okay.
0: Okay. Should should be fine?
1: I would say so, mm-hmm. yeah. Why wouldn't it? You know, you okay. don't, I would not do it over any of the chips because right. they need to remain cool. But, but underneath? I think on that one there's like a controller chip or something on the back side. Still want to make sure you're not covering up any chips.
0: Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was well, just
1: because you don't want it to get hot. But on any spot that's just, you know, regular circuit stuff, you'd be good. Okay, but what? Just a little dabble, do you? It's not like you got a super little. Yeah, well, down. I got.
0: I have to glue it in a position close to, where I can. Get access to the USB drive in the back.
1: You know how huh? in the back the of that. The zero doesn't have USB.
2: It's alive! It's alive! It's alive!
0: Micro
1: USB. It's so no matter what you do, you're gonna have to run cables from it to the things on, to the spots on the back. Right. So. Wherever you put it, you're gonna get a little adapter. It runs from here, and then you can, however you want to, you can use the same. There's no USB on the back. on, can, the,
0: on the, the zero.
1: I mean, there it has USB, but it's not. It's like a little tiny bitty USB, and then you got to do other stuff. You got to hook it up to like a, a splitter or whatever. So no matter what you do, you're gonna have to try to cram all that in there, and then have little cords, little extensions that have the, the female side of it that you want out to the back. Oh, okay. Then you hot glue those down. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. I'm looking forward to it.
0: So we'll deconstruct this thing. It'll be a fun. I don't know. Can you see the back of that? Does it show you? Or if you type in Atari 2600 Junior, see it where you, if you can get a different angle on that? So let's look at the back side of this unit so we could figure out how we can wire the processor into the housing of the case. So, Atari 269, Junior, rear view. So, what we're trying to do is to take a look at the case so we can install the processor to make uh, Dr. Absolito's Frankenstein Junior computer. So, very excited to get
1: this project going it's weird that the controllers are on the back. Yeah. That's weird. Even they had they even they had the controllers on the front on the in the in the in the, the first one.
0: Atari eight hundred.
1: They did them on Atari the back. 400.
0: Atari four hundred. Atari four hundred and Atari eight hundred they had the serial ports on the front.
1: Right, well most yeah. of yeah, most of the other ones I remember all them on the yeah. front. I don't remember having them on the back, but this the controllers are clearly on the back on this one
0: oh yes sir the atari 2600 junior
1: this is obviously rf out rf yep. and this is your this is nice because that wasn't on the old ones they only did the rf in the previous ones
0: composite out
1: yeah <laughs> okay, little switches so what you'll probably end up doing yeah is because you're going to usb anyway is you know i would take these out right right maybe cut this as a square just cut a little square into there out cut that whole section out and then you could put an hdmi there oh
0: okay nice
1: yeah why wouldn't you okay
0: but i need to do an adapter for that for the so zero you're going to
1: have an adapter anyway yeah because the cable that comes off of that for video is for is what is it, micro HDMI, oh. so you have to get a little converter anyway. Okay. and then you can put you put your video over here. You just pull this board out and you just cut this. You know, little. You got a, you got a Dremel.
0: Uh, I think I have an adapter for it. Yeah, my my s- screwdriver.
1: You don't have like a Dremel though.
0: Oh, separate from a a screwdriver.
1: I mean, how fast does it spin? It's pretty fast. It's fast enough to Dremel something. Yeah, could be. Yeah, and that's pretty fast for a screwdriver. (laughs) But okay. Dremel it. That's what I would do. I got a Dremel, and you could always bring it over here and do it. It's right there. Just cut this little section out. These, you're not going to use these anymore, so you can use these as your USB ports. You can get, so you can have two USB ports on the back, okay. or you can have one, and then you'd have to have the, uh, what do you call it? The adapter or whatever, like an, um, a splitter, like outside, if you, if you do it that, if you don't do it that way, but you, you could have a splitter inside and then have these two be
0: yeah
1: USB oh, ports. Oh, okay,
0: that's perfect.
1: Right, just
0: hot going down. And that's pretty much it HDMI and USB. Right. Uh, right, uh, well, power I mean, you cable.
1: You could do power right here, though. Power. Just put power right there, oh, okay. it doesn't even need to be changed at all, because it's going to be just a perfect square <laughs> hole for power. Okay. USB C. So you just get a USB C extension cable, small okay. one, and it goes from here to the Pi and then you just, you're done. That's it. Just use USB-C, yeah, that's yeah. it,
0: yeah. I think that this could be done in a couple days, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, it wouldn't take that long to do it. It yeah. could be done in an hour or two. Oh. You're gonna Dremel this, like, straight down, and right. then straight down and straight across, just to have a little hole here.
0: For the HDMI.
1: Right. And then you're gonna just hot glue the HDMI down there. I mean if if things are if the bottom of this isn't right here and the slant is like actually lower down, you can just put like a little like a shim in there. Hot glue a shim in. Raise it up if you needed to. You know what a shim is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and just do that and then you have your HDMI here and your get a good hot glue gun though.
0: Because I need that. I mean, it's got to be positioned firmly because I don't want it to be moving around when I plug in the HDMI. What do you mean? It's got to be firm. It's got to be...
1: That's what hot glue is for. hot glue the whole thing. You're done. Okay. Hot glue doesn't conduct electricity, so you can totally... As long as it's not on something that gets hot,
0: you're fine. Well, it's been a useful exercise to look at it, and that's it. Deconstruct the junior. Be
1: done in no time flat.
0: You know what'd be cool.
1: You do that about an hour.
0: You know what'd be cool, huh? Is if I could drill an LED on top to signify power. You easily could.
1: It probably already has an LED to the pie. You just have to. You just have to set it up to come the power from the because you can use just a power out from the top of it. Yeah. So no,
0: but I just want a LED to sh- show that it's on.
1: Right, but that's what I'm saying is, yeah. you can set it up so that the LED that's on the actual system just works. Oh, okay. I'm sure that that's there. Even if you gutted it, it's part of the thing. So you can just put another LED in it if you needed to.
0: Okay, I don't think it has any LEDs on the front. Yeah. You don't
1: think that this thing no. has a light somewhere? it sunbar? only has switches. Right there. On and right. off, there's a light oh, okay. right there. It's right here. I can see
0: it. Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: It has a light. And you just hook up to the light.
0: See? And then you just, like, you think you're playing an Atari, but it's a Raspberry Pi inside. It's like a Frankenstein. That's what I'm, that's what i want to call it. Yeah. My Frankenstein.
1: The Frankenstein? Yeah. Okay. We'll do so it That's then. what going to call it.
0: But it's not gonna have a powerful processor, you know.
1: Well after you've done something like this, you'll easily be able to do work with the newer pies. You'll newer. Walk right oh that. okay. So if you wanted to rebuild my thing for the newer pie, you just do it. Sweet. Yep.
0: You made that noise, you sounded like Frankenstein. You were like
1: I, you
6: know, I'm not surprised wow. to
0: what do, you th- I, uh, what do you think of Frankenstein, the movie? I lo- you like it's
6: it? It's tragic. Yeah? sad. Yeah. You like it? Yeah. Well, you do.
0: Your, your growl sounded a little bit like Frankenstein, the monster. Well,
6: he's
0: a 12 so as a soul, uh, Frankenstein. Frankenstein, the mummy, Wolfman,
6: Dracula, Nosferatu. Oh.
2: Cool. Yeah. The good one.
0: Those are classic.
6: Whatever Happened to Baby Jane and Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte?
0: Mm. What about Creature from the Black Lagoon?
6: I've got that.
0: Do you like those classic 50s? I do. Black and white?
6: For, yeah.
0: Yeah?
6: All the time.
0: Yeah. I remember when Creature from the Black Lagoon came out on TV. And we had to go to 7-Eleven to get... 3D glasses. Remember that? No. Yeah. Yeah. They did a three D showing. What? I don't know if it was Svengoole. Have you ever watched Svengooly before? No. Svengoole, he's a Chicago kind of icon to where he's got a and it's in it's um uh, Me TV where he shows classic horror films on Saturday like night. Elvira, yeah, so every Saturday night on Channel 5, 3, Me TV, yep. he shows a classic horror film. Um, but I remember that, yeah, Creature from the Black Lagoon, and we're like, oh yeah, you can watch it on your TV, 3D glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember some of those kind of 50s, 60s horror flicks, yep. where they were experimenting with um, stereoscopic vision or whatever you call it. I love mm.
6: old movies, I love new movies, I love I love horror movies, period. Mm. And if I hear that they're absolutely awful, terrible, stupid, ridiculous, campy, dumb, terrible ratings, waste of money. I watch them anyway.
0: What do you think of young Frankenstein with that comedian?
6: Gene Wilder. Yeah,
0: do you like that film?
6: I do. I love Gene Wilder.
0: Yeah, he's a man.
6: Yeah, I like Terry Gar. Mm. I liked what's his face. I can't Peter. What's his name? Peter something. He died. He passed away. He was dead, and everybody loves Raymond. He played Frankenstein.
0: Fr- mm. w- which Frankenstein did he play? Like. Come on. Yeah, was it like the eighties version or the seventies or
6: seventies?
0: Or earlier? Yeah. Oh okay.
6: Seventies. Cool. Yep, I used to dig all that stuff when I was younger.
0: Yeah, you know, I appreciate some of those older films because you can actually on some of those backgrounds, if you notice, it's they're either in real Right? Backdrop. Or sometimes they're sets that they build. Right? Or they're painted. Yeah. Like, you know, that was used way into the 70s, probably into the 80s too, as hand painted landscape Mm -hmm. background drops. Um, What's that? Doesn't
6: surprise me. I mean, that's what they add. I mean, yeah, I think it's awesome. I think it's fantastic. I like Uh all the old stuff. I mean, I'm pretty much, I love the, I mean, the psychological thrillers, especially Hush Hush, Sweet Charlotte, like those mess you up. Yeah. You,
7: know, you don't
6: see anything, gross, disgusting, scary, no ghosts, no nothing, Yeah. but just the mere
0: thought. Uh, yeah.
6: But I love Betty Davis.
0: Betty Davis. Yeah, I haven't heard that name in a long time.
6: Love her. I used to have Friday the 13th parties um, in middle school and high school, and I would have yeah. all my girlfriends overnight. And uh, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane is one of the movies we would always watch, along with The Shining.
0: Oh, yeah.
6: And Parents.
0: Did you ever like uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula? The... The new, the one in 2000, or? Um,
6: I have, I never really got into those.
0: No? Okay. Honestly. Oh, really? Being a horror fan, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Any reason?
6: I, mean, I like them, but it's just.
0: Too Hollywood for you?
6: There's, like, I love, I love old movies, but I don't like period pieces. Okay. They annoy me. Yeah. I guess. I'm not sure why. They just do. I mean, I didn't even watch Interview with the Vampire until
0: recently. That's what I was going to ask you. Oh, okay.
6: I didn't watch it until recently. And partially okay. it was because I knew it was so long. Yeah. And I don't have the attention span for it. But I just, I don't, I hate Tom Cruise. And I don't. Really like period pieces. It's not my thing. I watched no. old movies, old old movies, silent movies. I don't care.
0: You don't but like don't Tom Cruise. You don't look, that he's a man c- behind the machine. Oh. You
6: son of a bitch. I don't like Tom Cruise at all, and I don't like Brad
0: Pitt. No. No. Oh. Do you know that there are fans of Tom Cruise that follow him around the world? They've got a fan page, and they're just like obsessed with him. Really, man obsessed with his genius you know
6: okay whatever that genius is is probably in my dark sit down and read
0: oh, Frankenstein yeah don't you think Tom Cruise would make a good Frankenstein though no speaking I of I think he
6: would make a really great
0: Dr. Obsolito oh uh, oh gee
6: I don't like Tom Cruise. if his name is on it I pretty much Not. not even it. the I original why I have such a visceral response not even
0: the original one no No, definitely
6: uh-huh. not. I've never seen it. I've refused to. Visceral reaction to Tom
0: Cruise. Okay. What do you really feel about Tom Cruise? I'm just kidding. Hmm. Don't <laughs> get me started. <laughs> uh. yeah. No, nope.
6: it is not for me.
0: Uh. I'll
5: interview with a vampire. Yeah.
0: But... More more cost effective Ataris. Mm-hmm. And the Atari Twenty Six Hundred Junior was one of the last in that evolution um, of eight bit video gaming. So, um, somebody I met in Chicago recently gave me uh, gave me a unit, but it's a shell. They gutted the the circuits, and uh, he said, "Do you still want it?" I said, "Yeah." So I'm gonna Frankenstein it, and I'm gonna I'm um, house. Um, um, some chips in there like Raspberry Pi and I'm going to yeah. get a Dremel and I'm going to do some modifications to it. Um, and maybe, uh, how I've got enough room for like a solid state drive. So I'm working on that kind of trying to reverse engineer and Frankenstein this thing.
7: A circle. Area of a circle is pi r squared.
1: Uh-huh.
7: Uh, if you take the derivative of that, uh, you get two pi r which is the formula for the perimeter. And I Mm -hmm. think that's why I'm enjoying. So, so like there's one part of this where I'm building this case or like designing this case and the other part now where I'm starting to get a little deeper into, um, music circuits. Like I'm, I've started to learn, um, how to build a drum machine. Like, like how do they actually like, what is the circuit on when you push the button for your kick drum? like what is the circuit that makes that and i found a really nice resource online that
0: oh yeah Tell me. sort
7: of approaches the design of such a like it it presents it as like okay we're starting from scratch here's our goal make this kick drum sound and we're going to build a circuit and diagnose it along the way see what problems come up and like sort of step by step get closer to the goal that we want yeah so it really um it really like
0: yeah yeah
7: experimentally
0: okay okay okay, okay.
7: put like it, it's a very experimental lens of how to build a circuit um just based on like intuition and what you're what you're hearing mm. whereas i've learned a lot of knowledge in college about Z- some of the actual, like, mathematics and underlying physics of, like, uh, how a high-pass filter works, how a low-pass filter works. Like, uh, I know uh, if I have a resistor and a capacitor, like,
0: Frankenstein.
7: I know there's a formula that makes the cutoff frequency for these filters, and if I change them, like, it, it moves that e, filter. Do, that you you n- do you know
0: the math for the lit- low-frequency oscillator, too, LFO? Uh,
7: I'm pretty sure I've learned it at one point. Like, okay. uh... Just like, yeah, I mean, that. Uh, any LFO is like an op amp with a usually a oh. Schmidt trigger inverter to send your pulse. Hmm. Um, that and like gate sequencers, like what is it, what does it mean? Like I have all of this like knowledge that was never just applied to music in this way, but by watching how this person experimentally will build on these circuits with different components that I've learned about, it's like, oh, okay, so when I and, I and like I find that my understanding of even just the intuitive nature of a circuit like is getting better oh, wonderful. Like So I want I'm I'm my signal looks like this and I want it to look like this Like what do I need to do to do that? And it's like, okay, I need to put in this block and then the outcome whoop. Yeah, I don't know always uh, like
0: Two to four thousand Hertz
7: yeah. I think so. I think that's where we're like most sensitive, um, in terms of pitch delineation. Yeah, maybe it's two hundred to four thousand. I forget. Um, something with the two and something with the four.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
7: um, it's so sharp of like the waveform itself. If it has such a sharp peak, it um or like a sharp corner on a square wave. That corner is a lot of like, um. To be able to just like walk it's a lot of resonance happening. Um, because the natural sine wave is so round, in order to get such a distorted waveform, you have to have a lot of resonances around that frequency. Mm. And it it's like what makes the really shrill, like high peach high pitch screeching sound. That's like what that looks like. Um, there's a lot of like hard angles in your waveform. Mm. Um, so this analog gear, it literally like rounds it out, and it makes it more sophisticated. It makes it sound warmer, um, and that's why the Roland synths sound the way they do. Um, like with the thing, the schematic I'm learning right now is actually based on a Roland uh, 606 style. Um, oh yeah. Style. Oh okay. So. Cool. I'm sort of. It's sort of interesting because the guy goes through, and he's like, "I just need to like spend more time with it." If- he's like so here's here's where we are with the circuit here's where we need to go unfortunately there's not a great way to do it but the original engineers came up with this sort of clever trick that's that can sort of work as we need it to so we're gonna look at that and use that and sort of break down how these roland engineers like figured out what to do it's
0: interesting so, wow yeah
7: i don't know.
2: chance.
7: It would be no trouble to take him now. Why burn down our jail when we don't have to?
0: Frankenstein. You people been told by Manuel Osa that Carl Tarr was tried and convicted by the Confederate Army for surrendering his Southgate company to the enemy. Now this is true. But I have here an official document by an Army board of inquiry dated two weeks ago.